Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, because I'm Silver. Judge Knott, who owned the bank in Frontier Town, had been gone for two days to inspect a piece of property east of Powderhorn River. He was on his way home. His fine horse crossed the river. The railroad tracks were just ahead, and then disaster struck. The judge fell from the saddle, but he was game. Lying on the ground, badly hurt, he managed to draw his gun. Judge Knott saw the man who had fired from ambush, saw him riding away fast. He fired twice thought one of his shots found its mark, but he couldn't be sure because he was already sinking into oblivion. Why, why did he want to kill me? Why? That exchange of shots was the beginning of dire peril for the people in Frontier Town. Enemy forces were gathering in the enchanted hills just north of Whistling Springs. In Frontier Town, everything was quiet. 
The noonday sun beat down on the Powderhorn County Courthouse and the meeting house across the road. Next door to the courthouse, Sheriff Two-Gun Taylor sat in front of his office, eyeing a horse that was tethered to the hitch rail of the Grubstake Outfitting Company. He turned to look toward the south and watched Doc Drummond on his way home from a series of morning calls. Doc lived across the road from the sheriff's office. Hi there, Doc. Howdy, Two-Gun. Whoa there, boy, whoa. I brought the newspaper for you. Oh, don't step down, Doc. I'll come and get it. Milo Phillips asked me to fetch it. Ink is still a little wet. Mm, Milo Phillips should begin to make some money with the Southwest Bugle. Understand he's got over 100 subscribers now. <laughs> Trouble with Milo is he's... Well, he's a lot like me. He has to take his pay in whatever way he can get it. And generally, it's not cash. Uh, say, uh, speaking of cash, Doc, it reminds me... When is Judge not due to get back to Frontier Town? Well, I was talking to his wife this morning. She's looking for him sometime today. Mm, I'd like to talk to him about that young fellow that's working in his bank. Jim Keeler? Yeah. Well, why? Is there anything wrong with Keeler? Maybe. Maybe not. I'd just like to talk to Judge Knott about him, that's all. <laughs> your wife's calling, Doc. Coming, Matilda. <laughs> Looks like you're a little late for dinner. Now, what in Sam Hill? You won't have time to eat your usual dinner. You'll have to take this with you and eat while you drive. It's an emergency. My sakes, I didn't think the Higgins expected the youngster. Oh, it's not the Higgins. It's a man named Slade. There he is. He's coming from the Grubstake Outfitting Company. What's he want to mean? You'll have to ask him. He's been waiting for you. I think it's his brother or or someone close. You, Doc Drummond? That's my name. Glad you finally got here. My brother's been hurt. Where is he? Northeast, a little spell, near Sagebrush Hollow. Can't move him. Well, I guess there's nothing to do but go and look him over. My horse is tied across the street. I'll go get him and ride alongside your wagon. All right, Slade. Now, dear, do be careful. Don't eat too fast. No, Matilda. And try to be home in time for supper. Yes, Matilda. And above all, dear, don't drive that horse too fast. You know he's old. Very well, Matilda. Now, I'd better get started or that man will be past needing me. Come on, Doc. I'll show you the way. Get up. Get up there. Get up. <laughs> I declare, Matilda, I don't know what Doc would do without you. Oh, I do hope he doesn't have to go far. Slade, he looks familiar somehow. Do you recollect seeing him in Frontier Town before? I'm sure I've never seen him before. It's curious. wonder who in tarnation he can be. I don't forget a face. I've seen that one somewhere. The Lone Ranger and Tonto had been riding north on the Overland Trail. When the trail bent across the railroad tracks toward Flying Eagle's Indian Village, the masked man left the trail and continued due north. Suddenly, he signaled a halt. What matter, Kimasabi? Tonto, look ahead. See that horse? Ah, it plenty good horse. Fully saddled. Strange it should be strange. Rains over saddle. Yeah, so they are. Kimasabi, look next to big rock. Man on the ground. Monsalu, I must count. Got the canteen, Tonto. Me get him. Well dressed, man. I'll turn him over. Tonto, this is Judge Knott from Frontier Town. Oh, him alive? Alive, but critically wounded. Yeah, Good. I'll tear back the shirt. There. Now we can wash that wound. 
You see tracks here, Kimosabe. Judge, come from east? Yes, I noticed that. Here, take a look at this. Bad wound, isn't it? Oh, hit plenty bad. This calls for a doctor and a good one. We'll do what we can, then I'll stay with the judge. You ride into town and get Doc Drummond. Ah, me to it. Hey there, Slade. What is it? How much farther do we have to go to this wounded brother of yours? Just a little farther. Now, hold on. Whoa, boy. Whoop. The idea is tough. Come over to the wagon. I aim to talk to you. Who, fellow, who? What's the matter with you? Nothing's the matter with me. The matter is with you and that story you told me. You said your brother was hurt and that he was between Sagebrush Hollow and Frontier Town. Now, doggone it, we've come plumb through the holler and we're most to the Enchanted Hills. What of it? Well, every time I ask where your brother is, you say it's just a little farther. He's in the Enchanted Hills. Well, why didn't you say so in the first place? Because you wouldn't have gone that far. Who wouldn't? I'm a doctor. I go where people need me. All right, then. My brother needs you. Get going. Get up, boy. Get, Get up. up. Come on, boy. Riding up to Doc's place looks downright familiar. I wonder. Well, great day. It's Tonto. Hi there, Tonto. How, Sheriff? Uh, well, wait a minute. Hold on. You're looking for Doc Drummond? That's right. You pushed that paint hard. Uh, doctor needed plenty bad. Oh, gone. Is your mask friend hurt? No. No, him not hurt. Oh, then who is it? You're looking for the doctor? That's right. He's not here. He he won't be back till supper time, Tonto. Oh, that bad. Sheriff, maybe it's good you come with Tonto. Yeah? How's that? You know, fella, hit my bullet. Please speak louder. I can't hear you. Who's hit? Judge not. What? No. You don't say. You know who did it? No. Me not know. I'll go back with you. I can't hear a word you're saying. It's all right, Matilda. I heard him. Tonto, I'll be with you as soon as I can saddle up. Huh. The Lone Ranger had kept Judge Knott as comfortable as possible in the shade of a clump of cottonwoods on the bank of Powderhorn River. He was pleased to see his friend, Sheriff Two-Gun Taylor, accompanying Tonto, but wondered where Doc Drummond was. The sheriff had been telling about the Doc's emergency trip. We did all we could, Sheriff. I hope it will be enough. Is he unconscious from the wound or sleeping natural? We found him unconscious. He's been that way ever since. Mm, I suppose it'd be dangerous to try and move him. He shouldn't be moved. We'll rig a shelter and keep him here until he's stronger or... Or dead. Yes, Sheriff. Dead rat at all. Who in Tunket would have cause to shoot a man like Judge Knott? One of the finest men that ever lived. He's uh, made some enemies. Well, sure he has. As judge, he sent a plenty of no-account crooks to jail. But every one of them had a fair trial. It's the way he runs his bank... Nobody can complain. But doggone it, if the judge foreclosed on all the past-due mortgages his bank is holding on Frontier Town property, more than half the people will be out in the open without a roof. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the case. And I'd be one of them. I hate to think of what had happened if the judge died and some mean money-grabbing skinflint took over the bank. I... 
What were you going to say, Sheriff? A uh, thought just struck me. Yes? There's a new head clerk in the rancher's bank. A youngish gent by the name of Jim Keeler. Judge hired him a few months ago. Well, what about him? Where'd he come from? I don't know. Well, no one seemed to know. He's savvy's banking business. I reckon he must be smart. The judge wouldn't have hired him otherwise. But there's something about Keeler. Oh? What is it? Oh, he's a pasty-faced gent, sort of sharp-looking. Oh. His eyes are set so close together that he could almost look through a keyhole with both eyes at once. You don't like him? Got no cause for dislike, but... Well, I was saying to Doc Drummond at noon, I'd like to talk to the judge about Jim Keeler. Like to find out what the judge knows about him. Well, I... Okay, Miss Happy. Yes, Tonto. Judge. Oh. Judge not. Get water, Tonto. Uh, Is he coming conscious? I think so, Sheriff. Here. Here, water. Good. Steady, Judge. Here's some water. I'll drink this. Crook. You're a crook. Judge, this mask doesn't mean I'm a crook. Filthy scabbard crook. You shot me, you. Why, he's not even looking at you. He don't know what he's saying. When I get back from my trip east, you better be gone from town. Better be gone. You hear that? Judge, not please. No not use the... making more threats. I'll face the music. You say what you please. But if you're still around when I get back, I'll turn murderer. Judge, Judge, how to come out of it? I'll get you, Jim Keeler. Jim Sabi. Jim Keeler. Great day. He thinks he's talking to Jim Keeler. I'll play it that way. Judge. Judge not. Why do you want me to leave Frontier Town? Uh, he sure has it in for Jim Keeler. You think Keeler's the one who shot him? He was shot sometime today, wasn't he? Yeah, sometime before noon, I'd say, judging from the condition of the wound when we found him. Then it couldn't have been Keeler. No? He was in Frontier Town all morning. I know that to be a fact. Judge not seems to have told him to get out of town. Here, here, Judge. Try to swallow a little more water. That's it. Take it easy. Oh, Sheriff, I found where the gunman waited in ambush. You show me, mister, and I'll get after him pronto. The trail may be hard to follow. Toto, uh-huh. you stay here and take care of Judge Knott. I'm going manhunting with the sheriff. Me uh, savvy. Keeler, Keeler. Steady, steady. Take it easy, Judge. Get, get Keeler. Get Keeler out of the bank. Get him out of there. All right, Judge. We'll get him out. Now rest. That's what you need. Rest. No, no, no. Can't rest. Can't rest, I tell you. Keeler's in my bank. That will mean the end of Frontier Town. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. Judge Knott lapsed into unconsciousness after the startling declaration that the presence of Jim Keeler in the rancher's national bank would mean the downfall of Frontier Town. The Lone Ranger left Tonto with a seriously wounded banker and set out with Sheriff Two-Gun Taylor to follow the trail of the man who had shot Judge Knott. Well, through here, the trail is just about invisible. Right up, Sheriff. Oh, Silver. Oh, Yeah, look at this hard ground. No sign of a hoof mark. There are ways to follow a trail without hoof marks. I'm downright glad you came along. Sheriff, the man we're following was wounded. Yeah, you pointed out signs of that. Just before the ground became hard, the tracks moved from side to side. If he wasn't controlling his horse. What are you looking at that tree for? Signs. Come here, boy. Here is one. Here, Sheriff. Come on. Yeah, horse hair. Yes, caught on the bark. We haven't lost the trail yet. Come on, Silver. Get up. In the meantime, Doc Drummond and his escort Slade had reached the wounded man near the Enchanted Hills. Doc had been compelled to give quick temporary treatment then carry the gunman in his wagon to a camp in the hills. Two friends of Slade were there. A half-breed stood watching the doctor working over the still form on the ground, while another man inspected the contents of Doc Drummond's wagon. Doc Drummond probed the wound. Better not let anything happen, Doc. <clears throat> you save your own life when you save Jake. <clears throat> if he dies, you're likely to never see Frontier Town again. I'll do my best. You better. You're not helping me any by standing ready to shoot. You never mind what we do. Just get on with patching Jacob. Hey, Slade. Yeah. Move me into the wagon for a sec. Right. Breathe. <clears throat> Keep an eye on the doc. Gee, si, senor. I watch you. There's a copy of today's newspaper in the doc's wagon. What about it? Say anything about Jim Keeler? No. But it has a few things to say about Jake Dundee. You read this. Yeah, old column about Dundee. Did you read it? Yeah, every word of it. What's it say? It tells all about how he escaped from territorial prison and how it's suspected that he's heading in this direction to try to reorganize his old game. <laughs> That's old news. It's been over a month since Dundee broke out of jail. He's all through trying to get the old gang together. He's done it. The critter that wrote this article could see what's up higher in the hills. Why... His eyes would bug right out of his head, wouldn't he? Yeah. And if he knew Jake Dundee's plans... Slade, there's nothing to grin about. Hmm? This part down here tells all about Dundee, including how he looks and the knife scar on his shoulder. After we take over Frontier Town and start running the newspaper to suit ourselves, we won't print things like that. You don't get what I'm driving at. Look over there. The doc? Yeah. He's working on Dundee's wound. Less than two inches from the knife scar. He's seen that scar. Hey. wonder if he's read this paper. He probably has. That's bad. It would be bad if the doc had a chance to tell what he knows. It's tough on him, but I reckon we'll have to delay his return to Frontier Town. Delay it? Maybe permanently.
Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Sheriff Two-Gun Taylor had doggedly followed the trail by observing every detail. It was late afternoon when they reached a place where the tracks of a wagon crossed their path at right angles. Oh, Silver. Oh, yes. Did he Look at the ground around here, Sheriff. I think this is the end of our trail. Yeah, soft enough around here. This is where the wounded man fell from his horse. He lay there on the ground for some time. It looks like his wound opened up fresh. The horseman came in from the north. And he stopped beside the wounded man. See, his tracks go southwest from here. We can learn a lot if we look around and study the ground. After the masked man studied the tracks and applied his knowledge of woodcraft, trails, and trailing, he summarized a sequence of events with a clarity that surprised the sheriff. Sheriff, the wounded man fell from his horse at this point. Now, someone, probably a friend, found him here, did what he could for him, then rode toward Frontier Town. Later, the same man came back riding beside a horse and wagon. What? Doc Drummond's wagon. Now we're getting someplace. That man named Slade came into town to get Doc Drummond. Are you sure these tracks were made by the doctor's wagon? Yes, you bet I am. I know these tracks all right enough. They... Hey, I got it. Yes? What's it that? came to me. When I got to thinking about Slade as a gunslinger's friend, I know where I've seen him before. Where? On a handbill. He's wanted by the law in a couple of places north of here. For what? Bank robbery and murder. The facts begin to fit together. Two shots had been fired from Judge Knott's gun. He hit the man who shot him. And Doc Drummond is treating that wound. Steady, big fella. Easy. Easy now. Tracks of Drummond's wagon will be easy to follow. Come on, Silver. Get up there. They head for the deeper hills. After Doc Drummond had finished treating the wounded man... He found himself looking into the barrel of a forty-five. Slade ordered the doctor tied to the trunk of a tree and kept there until the leader, Jake Dundee, regained consciousness. It was long after darkness had gathered around the camp. The strain on Doc Drummond's face was lighted by a small campfire to which Breed added chunks of wood from time to time. Dundee lay wrapped in a blanket. He leaned against a rock and a heavy gun lay at his side... He spoke slowly, coldly. Doc, we can't trust you. That's all. Can't trust me? A doctor? Nope. Doc, it's not that I'm afraid of being taken by the law. I could travel in spite of this wound. I could clear out of these hills and find plenty of other places to hide. I'm not afraid of your two-bit sheriff. Then what are you afraid of? My plans are made. Plans? I spent years perfecting those plans. They're complete to the last detail. I won't have them spoiled. But I thought... You know what I want? How would I know? I want Frontier Town. What? I said I want Frontier Town. I'm going to own that town. I'll make it the beginning of an empire. Well, by Joe, you'll meet up with a downright stubborn lot of people. Folks in Frontier Town have no use for crooks of any sort. They've got new, no use for men that want an empire. They haven't They'll any... accept whatever I want them to accept. <laughs> Fiddle-faddle. That's what you're talking. Fiddle-faddle. Yes. You're doggone right. 
You say that because you see only four of us. Four men taking over Frontier Town. Why, doggone my hide, Sheriff Two-Gun Taylor could handle any two of you, single-handed. There are more than four, Doctor. As a matter of fact, no less than ten members of my organization are in Frontier Town right now. What? <laughs> Surprised, huh? Well, it's true. They've been there for several weeks. They hold responsible positions in your community. They're ready to act. Tell your boys. Well? We waste time with talk. Let us put the bullet through this one. Be rid of it. Breed, we use bullets only as a last resort. It's a waste to kill men who can help us. If you think I'd help you and your kind, oh, why you... Oh, you will, Dr. Drummond. You'll be responsible for the health of my men. Official doctor, I might say. Like blazes, I will. Go ahead and drill me. You'd better do it because I'll die before I'll help... Wait a minute. Before you go on, consider this fact. Your wife's life. Matilda? Why, you... You ornery... What's that? Someone's coming. Over there. Matilda, will you take the full cat? Get them. No, you don't. Steady, Silver. Lay into them. Cut me free. Uh, Cut me free and I can help. Sheriff, behind you. I get you. No, you don't. Try a knife, eh? It was a furious battle of two men against three of hand-to-hand quarters. The Lone Ranger ducked and parried blow after blow, trying desperately to land a knockout punch that might reduce the odds. Dundee watched through cold eyes, too weak to rise and give a hand. He gripped his gun, but the combatants were moving too fast. A shot might get the wrong man. Look out! Look out behind you! I see him! I take care of you! Uh, that's the stuff! That does it! Now the artery! I'll fix you, Slade! Yeah? Look out! Look out! Dundee's got a gun! All right, you missed! I'll, I'll take that gun! That'll fix you! I got this one, I got... This'll take care of you! That does it! That does it! You got them all! Keep an eye on them, too, Gun. Right. I'll cut Doc Drummond free. Uh, Sheriff, Sheriff, take these crooks to jail. They plan to take over the town. Yeah, well, they'll change those plans mighty sudden. Sheriff, the man in that blanket, his name is Dundee. Jake Dundee. Dundee? Great day. He's wanted bad. It looks like the Powderhorn County Jail is going to get some visitors. There you are, Doctor. Thanks. We can take Dundee in the doctor's wagon. We'll tire the rest and put them on their horses. Oh, where are the horses, Doctor? Over that way, in a little gully. Keep an eye on those men. I'll get them steady. Easy, big fella. One silver. The masked man reined up in a gully where several horses had been tethered. As he reached for the first horse... Silver sounded an alarm. What is it, Silver? And then a moment later, the Lone Ranger heard approaching hoofs. Many hoofbeats coming from the hills to the northeast. In the moonlight, the masked man saw more than a score of hard riders. Then he heard Dundee cry out. You thought your heads, but you haven't. The rest of my men are coming from the hills. I hear them. They're coming here to get all of you. Including that masked man. Steady, Silver. For a moment, the Lone Ranger stood stock still, undecided. Should he try to fight against the overwhelming odds, or mount the mighty Silver and ride for help? The conclusion of this Frontier Town adventure will be heard in the next broadcast when the Lone Ranger rides again.
This is a copyrighted feature originated by George W. Trendle. This story was written by Fran Stryker. The Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. <laughs>